You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Today, I am super excited to have Christine Whitmarsh. Did I say your last name correctly? Yes, you did. Perfect. So I'm excited to have Christine Whitmarsh with me today. Christine, before we jump into our conversation, you take a couple minutes to tell my listeners a little about who you are and what makes you tick. Who I am? Well, which side of me? (laughs) There's so many things. What makes me tick is definitely stories. It's helping people tell their stories and telling stories myself. I've been a writer since I was seven. I've been doing it professionally for 18 years. I ghostwrite books for people. I also am a book coach and kind of an overall book writing tribal leader, I guess, with a daily podcast and anything having to do with motivating people to share their unique stories with the world to make a difference in the lives of others. That is what makes me tick. Well, thank you for sharing that, Christine. And I forgot to mention, thank you for being here with me today. I so appreciate you taking the time out to join me. Yes, thank you for having me here. It's going to be fun. So I, when I was reading your, you know, the information that you submitted, and as soon as I saw you talking about Ariel, I was like, oh, she (laughs) is a heck yes times a thousand. (laughs) Because... (laughs) I am so, and you know, you and I emailed back and forth a little bit. So we were chatting about this before we got on the call, but I have actually been interested in that. But as a big woman, I'm a little bit nervous because of my body. I just don't know how, well, first thought I immediately had was, are those things even, you know, strong enough to hold my body? (laughs) But so I'm super excited to talk with you today and to hear more of your story because you also have, is it a metal rod in your back? Is that how they fix the scoliosis? Yes, I have a titanium rod. It's called a Harrington rod in my back and I've had it since the age of 19 and now I'm 46 and it's flexible obviously to to a point I started doing yoga when I was 30 so kind of put it to the test and I asked my surgeon if it was okay and he said yes that's actually the best thing that you can be doing any kind of exercise but certainly exercise that helps with flexibility like yoga so he gave me the green light for yoga so I just you know the the aerial thing I'll tell you that if you want me to tell the aerial story in a minute but that was just for me like an extension of things that keep the muscles around my hardware flexible and strong. Well, first, before we jump into all that, do you Mm -hmm. mind taking a little bit of time and sharing your story about the scoliosis? How old were you when that was detected? How old were you like when you went through the surgery? Just so we have a little bit of a backstory about that. Yes, absolutely. That's the subject of my memoir (laughs) that's coming out next year, The Power of the Curve, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. I was... Yeah, it's not a great title. One of my clients came up with that, The Power of the Curve. And then I love it. it to yeah, all the curves in life that you face, especially as um, specifically my audience is, you know, creatives and freelancers. So it's kind of interesting. But um, yeah, so my father had very severe scoliosis. So they were looking at it, you know, looking at me and screaming for a while, trying to look for it. And they just didn't find it. And it just it's kind of like it appeared overnight. At the age of 16, my mom was just, you know, she happened to be looking at my back and she says, oh my God, you know, it looks just like your father's. And it's so funny, you know, all those school screenings where they're supposedly checking for scoliosis. Somehow they missed a 60 something degree curve that when I was first diagnosed, which is a pretty severe case. 
Well, I was going to say, you would think that that is like noticeable. Like how can that be missed? Because that's, I mean, that's pretty massive. Yeah. It's like, what are they screening for? And I I think they don't really know. And they were just like, it's a, you know, the school, they can take you through the process and it's looking for. So anyway, I was a very stubborn, I still am a pretty stubborn person, but I was a stubborn teenager. And I said, I don't want the surgery now because they told me like surgery is really the only option. There's no braces and things like that really aren't going to fix it. But I said, I want to graduate with my high school class. It's so stubborn. I didn't even really like high school that much. So I don't, looking back, I don't understand that decision. But um, I ended up having the surgery when I was 19. So I'd already started college. By that point, it had progressed from a curvature that was in the 60s all the way to 116 degrees of total curves. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was my rib cage, you know, completely twisted around. My hips were so off center that one leg was actually four inches longer than the other and my mom had to hem all my pants. So she had to hem like all my pants, you know, with a four inch difference. And it was, you know, very painful for me to even just, you know, stand up. Standing up was the most painful thing. I can still remember like the pain of that where if I was like standing up for more than 10 minutes, it was like agonizing pain. So, so for me, the surgery was like welcomed. It was just like, I, I just, I can't live like this anymore. I'm in agonizing pain. So even when, you know, the surgeon gave me the odds, which were not good, the odds of going into the surgery, the prognosis were one third of a chance that I was going to be okay one third of a chance that I was going to become a quadriplegic and one third of a chance that I would not survive the surgery. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like how do you even make a decision to go ahead when you hear those odds? Like that's scary. Well, it was, it was two things basically. It was, you know, being the stubborn, very ambitious type A, you know, 19 year old, just like, I'll be fine. No, I'm on, this is in my control. I'm in charge of this. So I just had this like very like delusionally optimistic attitude that everything would be fine. It's like, I only heard the one third. Okay. I didn't even hear the other two thirds, which I'm sure mindset wise is a very healthy way of looking at it. I didn't hear the negatives at all. And the other thing was, you know, like I said, I was in so much pain that I just, I didn't see any other way. And they didn't either. They said, and I also said, you know, if you don't have the surgery, by the time you're, you'll basically be in a wheelchair on a ventilator. I mean, it just, it's not going to end well. So in my mind, it was the only option. So that actually helped me. I'm kind of glad it was because that made the decision easy. It wasn't just kind of, you know, like 50, 50 of like, you know, okay, well it it could be okay if you don't have the surgery and it could be okay if you do have the surgery. For me, it was very, very cut and dry. Wow. I can't even, and especially at 19, I mean, I think back to when I was 19 and I was a hot mess, (laughs) but I, I couldn't imagine. And, you know, you mentioned you were in so much pain that you saw that as like the only option and even the doctors and stuff. So I get that that would make it easier for the decision, but still, man, I don't know. And I guess in a way, it's probably good that you have that stubborn personality and you're like, well, I'm going to be okay because that probably helped to get through, you know, all of that. And then the recovery even. It did. Absolutely. So how my whole life come to think of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stubborn too. So I can so relate to that. Um, It's a good thing, but there are times that it's not such a good thing too. (laughs) Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Now let's move into, so I know that you said, and you didn't mention this um, on the call because we haven't talked about it, but in the form that you filled out, you mentioned, you know, that you realized 
that exercising was not for you. So bring us to the point where you found Ariel and how you got involved in that. Yeah, I mean, over I've been kind of a on the wagon, off the wagon exerciser over the years because I'm a very fun-oriented person and a little bit ADD and something has to hold my interest. This probably goes with the stubbornness too, or something has yes. to hold my interest. So I've never been, yeah, I've never been much of a go to the gym and do the thing and whatever. And I've tried. I mean, I gave it the college try. You did the home workout videos, going to the gym, which would last about four to six months, and then I'd get bored, even switching up the routine. I just, I, you know, I really tried, but it just like typical, you know, typical workouts weren't interesting me. So this was around 2017. By the summer of 2017, a couple years ago, I was at my heaviest and just unhealthiest and most out of shape of my entire life. And I knew it was kind of a moment of reckoning where it's like, and also, you know, that was causing me incredible back pain because when mm -hmm. I don't exercise, when I don't exercise, all the hardware kind of locks up in my back. So I'm taking a leave every day. I mean, I was in really bad shape a couple of years ago and it was just like this moment of reckoning. And I happened to go to a business networking event and there was a psychologist there and she was, you know, talking about psychology things and, you know, all sorts of interesting topics. And she had some books afterwards whenever I spot a fellow author. I have to go talk to them and be friends with them. So she was sitting there at a table with her books and she's a, she's an expert in various things of the mind working memory actually is what she's an expert in. And we became friends and so, okay, we're going to coffee together and whatever. So, you know, like we do after, you know, I don't know if you do after business events and after you've made friends with people, you look them up on social media to say, Oh, I want to learn more about this person. Let's, let's connect. Right. So I'm looking at her Instagram and I'm seeing, okay, things, you know, author book signing, she's a psychologist, she's on local media stations, there she is teaching, you know, at the university, da, da, da. and there she is on a trapeze, okay, and then there she is on the news and reading books and, and on a trapeze, <laughs> it was just this really strange, and I, and I contacted her and said, what is all this trapeze stuff? It just, I, I was just so unexpected based on, you know, what you, what I thought, you know, I knew about her at the dinner. And so we had coffee and she told me all about it. And she says, there's a circus art school. And I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And she says, there's a circus, circus art school and you should try it. And I said, I, I'm like going to the beach now and walking and calling that exercise. I'm so out of shape and I've never done dance or gymnastics. I'm 46 years old. I've rod my back, whatever. I, I can't do this. And she's like, anybody can do it. So hopefully that answers your concern. And it's absolutely true. Anybody, any walk of life, any health, any health issues, body shape. I've seen everybody at my circus school do it because there's modifications for everybody. And if you have the right teachers, anything is possible. And, you know, she was right. Now, that didn't mean that it was easy for everybody to do. I went right. in for the try it, the try it free class. I was so out of shape. I had so little muscle tone. I, I just really, I just was just a bowl of jello. And I mean, it took three instructors basically to hoist me up onto the trapeze just for the obligatory photo op at the try it free wow. class. I just, and I can see, I feel like a lot of people, and this is where the stubbornness comes in again. It's like the theme of our conversation today. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people in that situation maybe would have been embarrassed or been like, this is not for me. This, God, this is just, this was awful. I mean, like, this is, I'm never going to come back to this. But for whatever reason in my head, I said, this is it because I've tried all the other ways I can think of to stay in shape. And I know that it's turning my spine into a ticking time bomb that I'm not exercising. And that's really bad. And I've tried everything else. And you know what, this is, it's, it's kind of, you know, how other people would see awful and challenging and like, I can't believe what a fool I made of myself, you know, with the circus class, I just went, you know what, I can see myself enjoying this because you know what? I can see myself never being bored by it. And that was my thing of quitting exercise all those years as I always got bored. 
So it kind of met my criteria of, I'm never going to get bored by this. So you know what? It's going to suck. It's going to be uphill at times. It's going to be an uphill battle. And it's going to be, you know, just like, you know, not going to the gym for a while and going back to the gym, you know, the next day it hurts. <laughs> but, right. but I was just kind of just, but I said, you know what? I'm going to go through all that. Or I could just keep you know, going to the gym for four to six months and then quitting for a year for the rest of my life. And that's going to shorten my life, you know, not exercising most of the time. So if I'm going to do this uphill climb out of, you know, my out of shapeness and out of, and being overweight and all these things, if I'm going to do this uphill climb, let's make it somewhere good. Let's take an uphill climb somewhere fun. So that was my attitude. And they even say at the circus school, like the owner, he's just like, I've never seen anybody just fight as hard as you did. He said, just coming into these classes where other people, I mean, you have to understand, other people coming to these classes, they're 25 years old and 30, and I'm, I'm, next to, I'm actually doing circus next to 12-year-olds, and they have dance backgrounds and gymnasts, and they don't have rods in their backs, and they're not 46, and all these things, so I'm next to, but they're all just like the most encouraging, amazing people, and I just had to fight. I had to fight, I mean, and it's, I still do. Every single thing that I learn, every single thing, you know, all the skills, all the tricks, all the, the things that involve strength, especially back strength, I have to fight like four times as hard as everybody else. But my stubborn type A personality kind of enjoys that aspect. So in two years, I think I, I have a performance coming up in December. I think I've performed one, two, three, four times in different shows. And it's just it's become like the, one of the greatest passions of my life. And what's so fun is it's completely unexpected. I mean, this is something I couldn't have predicted in a million years, but I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in better shape, literally the best shape of my life. Like in my twenties, I didn't exercise as we talked about. So I, I could smoke my 20 year old self in terms of exercise. I mean, to be at 40, to be 46 years old and be at your strongest, most flexible, best cardio, best stamina. I mean, just, my body can do things that it has never done that I didn't even know it could do. So it's just, it's such a great unexpected 40 something surprise, you know? That's amazing. And thank you for sharing all that. Um, yeah, for me too, I am not into, you know, the boring old go to the gym, hop on the treadmill, hop on the elliptical activity has to be fun for me because like you said, I quickly lose interest if it's not something that I'm enjoying. So now, you know, I'm into hiking and I've taken some dance, well, I've taken one dance class. I should not say some. <laughs> um, I took a hip hop class and it was hard as heck, man. And then I tried pole dancing and that was the most awkward thing I have ever put my body through. But I have, um, I've been reading more about the aerial stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is totally something that I think would just be so flipping fun and I would love to try it. It is insanely fun and I and I highly encourage you as we talked about email to to try it and yeah absolutely I think you'll find all your concerns alleviated find the right studio with and most of them are the right studio with the right teachers and I mean, I've never, I've seen, like I said, I've seen all walks of life, all body shapes, all body types, all levels of fitness or no fitness. Just, I, I've seen everybody at, at my circus school, and that's what makes us kind of great. I mean, some of the medical conditions that exist at our school, you just are like, how, I don't even understand how you're doing that in the air. Like, really serious chronic medical conditions. And something about circus, like, brings us all together. We call mm -hmm. ourselves circus freaks, you know? So it brings us together where it's just like, you know, outside of circus, some, some people are like really, really ill. And sometimes you don't see them for a while because they have flare of their chronic condition and they come back and they do the most amazing things in the air. And I think it's, it's, it's gotta be healing 
on so many levels. Yeah, it just sounds, aside from I think it would just be fun, it just sounds like like the community of support that you support one another and, you know, you kind of build a little family there. Like, I think that would be really neat too. And I want to backtrack for a minute because I meant to do this before we jumped into it and I totally forgot, but um, I'm sure listeners have picked up now what we're talking about when we say aerial, but do you want to take a couple of minutes and explain exactly what that is in case somebody is like, okay, who the heck, what the heck is this talking about? I only need, I don't even need a couple minutes. All, all I need to say is one phrase and I think everybody will get the visual. Cirque du Soleil. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the people that do that, I mean, they're obviously the highest level of people, but I do Lyra, which is an aerial hoop, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the hoop hanging from the ceiling. And I think a lot of it, that movie, The Greatest Showman, raised awareness as well. So, you know, all the things that you saw in that movie, those are the circus arts, those are the aerial arts. Yeah, and I actually, I have not seen that movie yet. I started watching it and got sidetracked and never went back to it. So I need to put that back on my list of watching because I've heard it's phenomenal. Yes, and I, I mean, it, and it's like memoir-based. So me, that's my specialty area as a ghostwriter. So anything that's based on a, you know, a memoir or a true life story, I'm obsessed with. So that plus circus, it's one of my favorite movies because, you know, memoir and circus together. Oh my goodness. Right. So how did, like I, thinking of myself, if I were in that situation and had, you know, to have the surgery, to have the rod and stuff put in my back to, you know, fix the curvature and stuff, I think I would be so nervous to try like anything because I would be so afraid of, you know, hurting my back more or doing more damage or something. So when you were going into the aerial, was there any thoughts of, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, nervous. Is my back going to be able to handle this? What if I hurt myself more? Was there anything like that? I, yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, I'm very familiar with my body by this point and the, and the rod and we're kind of friends at this point, me and my Harrington rod. And also just remember it was a really super slow step-by-step progression. So it wasn't like I walked in there and jumped up in a hoop. It was, I mean, I had to do fitness classes. I was, again, I was ridiculously out of shape. I had to do basically like workout with like a circus personal trainer just to be able to like lift myself off the floor. I mean, I just hadn't been working out in the longest time. So it was such a progression. So it was like one little thing at a time. And they do this with everybody, by the way. They, you know, you start where you are. They, they meet you where you are. And it was just one step at a time. So I was able to evaluate with each step saying, okay, and, and talk to my teachers if they would, you know, okay, how does that motion go? and what is the impact of that on the spine and really watch other people do it. And I still do this when a new move is taught. People know and they know at this point what I'm doing and watching everybody else do it and I'm evaluating, you know, how twisty is it. And my teachers know me so well at this point. They say, okay, Christine, you shouldn't do this one or here's a modification for you and which is so great. But yeah, it, it was a step-by-step progression and most of the progression was getting muscles, was developing muscles that I didn't even know I could have, especially in my abdominals. I didn't know you could have seven layers of ab muscles and upper body. <laughs> of upper body. I mean, you want to have like the best arms of your life and back muscles. And so I've been building all these muscles, you know, step by step by step. So you, the stronger you get, the less risky it is because you just, I mean, I just have muscles surrounding all this hardware at this point. I have just ridiculous muscles. But again, I mean, this has been a, a two-year progression. I 
I got into Alira for the first time, I think it was like the beginning of December 2017. So we're coming up on my two year Lyra anniversary, but it's been just, again, you know, one muscle at a time, one step at a time, one little move at a time, and then you, the moves become big moves. But, you know, to, make, to mainly answer your question, I'm constantly evaluating each move and I'm doing, thankfully I have, you know, like we talked about the community, the tribe of students and teachers who are so supportive and they're, they all understand more about Harrington Rods now than they probably ever knew that they would understand <laughs> in their lives. And so they kind of help me evaluate and look at it together and make intelligent decisions. But for me, I found that I'm in the least amount of pain or I mean, no pain on a normal basis when I'm doing this regularly, when I'm exercising, when I'm doing circus regularly, because everything we do there has to do with muscles and flexibility. And that is what, that's my pain medicine is circus pain is, you know, muscles and flexibility. I love it. Your story is just so inspiring. Um, I think back to that pole dancing class that I tried and how awkward it was. And I tell you what, you don't think of, you know, when you think of somebody doing that or the aerial and things like that, you don't think of like the muscles and the strength that it requires to do it because they all make it look so effortless. So until you go and like actually try it, I can only imagine the upper body strength that it takes to do the aerial because, oh my gosh, the, just the upper body strength that was needed for just the basic pole dancing moves that I was being taught. I was like, holy Toledo, holy Toledo. <laughs> like, and I tell <laughs> yeah. you what, I hurt and I was so bruised the next day, but it was so fun. And I'm, I don't know why I haven't went back for another class, but, um, I don't even know, I know where about I the pole. We have a lot of people who do pole. I, I'm amazed at the people who do pole. That, that's a that's a very close parallel to circus, by the way. We have a lot of people that do that. That's not for me. I mean, I I prefer my pole to be a, a circle and hanging <laughs> in the air. <laughs> but um, and by the way, we call the bruises we call them kisses. So those would be pole kisses that you got, and we have Lyra kisses because it, yes, it is steel against soft tissue. But you know, they're kisses. We, we don't call them bruises. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this conversation has been so fun and you're just fun. And I wish that I was closer to you because I would so come see a show. Oh my gosh. And you should, you would come take a class. <laughs> well, yes, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah. if anybody's listening right now and they are, and maybe it's not even aerial, maybe it's just something they've been wanting to do, try a dance class, pole dancing, whatever it may be. If they're listening right now and they're thinking, you know, I've been putting this off and putting this off and I'm scared to do it, like what advice do you have to give my listeners? I mean, mine is always like Nike says, just do it, but that's not always so easy. Can you give my listeners some advice about, um, you know, how to kind of move past their fear of trying something? Yeah. And I mean, to speak to that fear, I think a lot of it is they, they're looking at the, you know, further down the line, they're looking at those of us that have been doing it for a little while and they're looking at how far they have to go. They're looking up the mountain and saying, Oh my God. And they're not thinking like, how about just this class? Just, I, so I would encourage them to try to just be in the moment and not think about like, is this something I'm going to commit to? And not every better than me. And I'm just starting out and how am I going to get from here to there? And they're thinking, they're trying to, they're thinking well beyond the moment. So I would say just be in the moment because that first class I went to, that first, you know, try it free class, I, thank God, I wasn't looking at anybody else. I was just looking at like, 
wow, this is really, I'm having fun right now. This is really interesting. What does that thing over there do? That's, I was really staying in the moment. And I think that's a big thing that encouraged me and motivated me to come back because I wanted to be in that moment again. So, so many people, I mean, there's a parallel in business, like with social media, people are saying, you know, well, how, oh my God, I go on Instagram and there's people that have thousands and millions of followers. It's like, yeah, every one of those people started with zero followers. We all start at the same place. Every area was started with the same thing. Like this is a Lyra. This is a hoop. This is what it does. Like every single aerialist that you see, even Cirque du Soleil, they all had the same day one. So I would say, yeah, just look at your day one. Don't get freaked out by the whole journey and just see how you can just have fun and have a great time and be totally present for that day one without worrying about day two. Oh my gosh, that was awesome advice. And I'm going to go back to the pole dancing thing because like I've already said, that was the most awkward thing that I have ever put my body through. (laughs) But like just being present in that moment, at first I was like beating myself up. I went with um, some girls that I had met in my yoga class. So I was there with a couple other, you know, people and I just kept like telling them, I'm getting so frustrated that, you know, I can't do this move and I can't do that move. And they're all like, but look at you. You haven't stopped grinning. We haven't stopped laughing. <laughs> and I, I had shared on social media, um, one of my friends, as we were taking turns on the, on the polls, she did a little video and took some pictures and stuff. And I shared, like, I had the craziest look on my face because, again, this was the most awkward thing I had ever done. But I just, I think back to that, and I did. It was just, it was so much fun. And once I got past that, stop beating myself up that I can't do this. Hello, it was my very first class. Of course I couldn't do, you know, 99% of that stuff that some of the other girls in that class were doing that had been doing it, you know, for a couple years. Um, so yeah, I love that, you know, you touched on the just be present and think of just that moment in that first class, because I think that really, that really is truly helpful in thinking about, you know, getting over the fear to go do something. So I love that. And that's, I mean, that's a common theme in circus anyway, where if you want to really learn how to be present in a hurry, do things in the air, because believe me, you're only going to be thinking about, you know, not falling out of the thing oh, in the yeah. air. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it, it, when we're doing circus, believe me, we are all only, only, I mean, it's really great for ADD, I'll tell you, because this, when you're up in that hoop, you are only thinking about what every part of your body is doing in that hoop or else you could really be in danger. So it's a really great way to, to be present. I have a friend who she teaches aerial yoga and she also teaches Lyra. And if she talks about it, she talks about how it's just, you wouldn't think being up in the hoop like a circus star, you know, with everybody watching it, you wouldn't think it would be like a yoga Zen experience. But to her, she's, you know, she brings her yoga breathing up with her and she's turned it into a completely Zen experience being in the air. And it is when you're up there, it's, it's a beautiful experience. And yeah, every class is one class at a time. So we're never thinking of what. I'm, I'm going to have to practice this move, you know, 50 more times to get it right. It's always, we're thinking of the move that we're doing in that exact moment at all times. I am definitely way more inspired now to start doing even more research to find if there's any classes near me because I have That's to good. at least go check out one and see what it's all about. Yes. because. It is 
I hear the excitement and the fun in your voice, like when you're talking about it, but it's also like we touched on um, a little bit before. It's so much more than just the fun. It's also that, you know, community of, you know, quote unquote family members that you're building up. Yes. And like yes. you touched on, you know, they all know more about your body and the spot or the rod in your back than they probably had ever heard about those kind of rods. So I love just the, the come up camaraderie and the family camaraderie, yeah. yes yeah yeah we we truly love each other and support each other and it, it's kind of funny because we joke that it's like half circus school half movie studio because we're like towards the end of class when we're allowed to bring our cameras out and start you know videoing and filming camp taking pictures or whatever it just turns into like you know warner brothers studio it's hilarious we're also proud of ourselves and we want to take pictures you know for our friends and everything like that but yeah see everybody you know, taking pictures of each other and making sure that we all look good and we take such care and you know, saying, okay, well, you got to adjust your shoulder shop and da, 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 da. So we just take care of each other really, really well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just, like I said, it sounds so much fun and you have definitely inspired me to get over my fear and take action now and find if there is a local class. So Christine, again, thank you so much for joining me. This has just been so much fun. I hope my listeners have enjoyed it. Um, and really quick before we end the call, can you tell my listeners how they can find you online? Absolutely. My hub is my website, christine-inc.com. So C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dash hyphen ink, I-N-K, like you write with, dot com. Perfect. Thank you. And I will make sure to include that information in the show notes so that they can just click through and find you online. Thank you very much. This has been great. And I'm glad I could inspire you inspire everybody to, you know, move their body in a way that they have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And I think that's so important because, you know, if it's not fun, it's so much easier to just stop doing it. Yes. Want the show notes from today's episode? Head on over to shiningself.com forward slash YSS11. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.